very interesting if you look at the uh, the lead editorial in the Wall Street Journal today. Question is, who's afraid of Nikki Haley? The answer is Donald Trump. Trump uh, going after her, and we're going to be talking about a new birther conspiracy that yeah. he seems to be floating again against Nikki Haley. And and wh why would Donald Trump be concerned? Well, there are a lot of. Uh, New Hampshire insiders who are now starting to say the polls seem to be getting tight. The latest CNN poll has within single digits. And they, they say they're just there is a feeling on the ground that this may be uh, a significant win for Nikki Haley. Even if that's one or two points, that'll be quite a shock. We remember back in 2016 uh, in New Hampshire, uh, you know, over 4000 people showed up in a, a snowstorm and it was I, I've never seen. Uh, any primary rally like that primary rally, Donald Trump goes from having that dominance and command over the New Hampshire voters to losing uh, to Nikki Haley. He understands he then has a month. He then has a month between New Hampshire and South Carolina, and he will be melting down. And uh, that melting down, as he always does, especially after he's a loser, uh, we remember what how he he acted after he was a loser to Ted Cruz, after he was a loser to to Joe Biden. Um, that entire month will be Donald Trump melting down, uh, saying uh, horrible things about Nikki Haley, and will, I think will not cause a massive threat to Nikki Haley. I think it'll make Republicans go, wait a second, is this really the guy mm. we want representing us uh, in the general election? Welcome back to another episode of Please Call Me Crazy. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That right there is the bullhorn. That is the signal from the noise. When you get Mika Brzezinski, Cuck Joe, Joe Scarborough, and the MSNBC lineup promoting uh, coming to the defense of Nikki Haley, it, it tells you all you need to know. It, it should tell you everything that you need to know. Now, during this show, I want to talk a little bit about the Ray Epps situation. That, that's that been heavy on my heart the last couple of days, um, as well as this Epstein list, which for the life of me, I cannot find on the internet. If somebody can find, please drop in the comments a link. Uh, I, I have not been able to verify a list. I see some names floating about, but I have not been able to verify a list. Um, so we're going to get to a little bit of that over the course of this show. But what I want to start with, because I always go to MSNBC, because that's that's the you know that that's that's the belly of the beast, one hundred percent, no doubt about it. MSNBC is the talking, uh, is the mouthpiece of New World Order. If you want to read a publication, that's the mouthpiece or the railhead of New World Order. You got to go and read Axios. MSNBC is the mouthpiece of the neocon neoliberal order and there's no better example than them coming to the defense and, and all but promoting nikki haley i mean what 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 the fuck does a uh you know a, an explicitly liberal leaning institution like msnbc give give any care about nikki haley or anything that's going on on the republican side why 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 are they so invested in nikki haley's success and this should this should really tell us everything we need to know about the game that's being played. 
It really should. I mean, what what more do they have to show you? What what more do they have to say? What more do they have to do than come out with pom poms and 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 big huge signs that that say Uniparty on them? I I don't know. And I think it's appropriate to start off by saying this. Fuck Mika Brzezinski. Fuck Joe Scarborough. Cuck Joe. Fuck Zygmunt Brzezinski. Henry Kissinger. MSNBC, Joy Reid, the whole lot of them. Fuck these people. There's one thing that they all have in common, and that is they have had no problem and they will continue to have no problem fucking you. And you know what else? Fuck you if you're more concerned about the word fuck than you are getting fucked. I mean, that has really become the problem in this country, hasn't it? And you could say how, you know, I know all you 501c3 Christians are going to come out of the back pews of your your, uh, tax-exempt institutions of worship and talk about the cleanliness of the mouth. But you'll take lies from the Mika Brzezinski's all day long. And then you'll act like that the, the two aren't uh, mutually exclusive. They are. These people like Mika Brzezinski, like Joe Scarborough, like, like Joanne Reed, like, like Nikki Haley, and the list goes on and on and on. All of these people have been commissioned, have been paid a little, a little purse, a little coin purse, a little piece of the pot in order to come before the American people and talk in this calm, collected, civil convivial manner to make you feel like everything is under control, like everything is just as it should be. But we all see that most of what's taking place, most of what's being done by our our political, cultural, economic elites is not okay. Everything is not under control. Everything is not as it should be. Least of which the anger and emotion and passion of patriots like myself who fly off the handle and use profanity every now and again. And the and the, the fact that we've gotten to this place in the in the country's history, in this nation's history, and you all are still trying to, to uphold the thin veneer of civility, of political correctness, you have nobody to blame but yourselves. And that may be why my podcast isn't exploding, because I'm not going to come and give you this enemy or boogeyman that that makes you feel good about going to bed at night, not getting involved in the political process, not taking your citizenship back into your own hands, being a rugged individualist that that votes with their with their vote, obviously, but with their everyday participation in the political process and with their dollar that votes with their dollar. Hey, maybe maybe we want the country this way. And, And, you know, by all by all metrics, we do want the country this way. Because if we didn't want the country this way, then by God, it wouldn't be this way. We, we have the good fortune. We have been blessed. We have uh, the, the gift of a constitution, a constitution that constructs government in a way that if we, the people, decided that we wanted things to be different, it could happen. It's within reach, not without struggle, not that it won't be hard. Not that there won't be obstacles, not that there isn't ways to corrupt the process. We all know there is. But if deep down we really wanted to throw off the convenience that this posh, neocon, neoliberal, imperialist, Atlanticist, globalist, cosmopolitan worldview has provided us, we could do it. We could do it. 
And I'm going to keep coming and cussing you the fuck out because as soon as you get numb to that, as soon as you stop uh, being so uh, invested in the, in the, you know, the, the thin veneer of, of civility or churchanity, the sooner we can get this country back, the sooner the Satanists won't be walking around on the grounds of, of federal, uh, federal lands or, or federal buildings where elected officials occupy a political office walking around out right out there in, in the open. Satanic abortions, uh, you know, uh, erecting statues of of the Satanic Temple, and, and all these other things. There's all oh, it's conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory anymore. We have long since passed the conspiracy theory that Satanism has risen up and sort of, you know, stood on its hind legs right right before our very eyes. But you're still worried about me saying the word fuck. I mean, just look at yourself. I mean, and you're not much different than the, the liberals that you, and this is the neocon, neoliberal order. It's not just the neoliberals. It's not just the Democrats. It's the controlled opposition. And a lot of you don't understand how you play that role. Now, here on the War Room Posse, here, here in the War Room audience, or here in the InfoWars audience, we have long since matured past that point of, of brainwashing that those smoke and mirrors but out there in the in the country out there in the zeitgeist in the audience somewhere there are these conservatives republicans patriots libertarians, whoever whatever you want to say however you want to identify yourself there are these people that still believe it's more important to try and censor a person's language a person's outrage with the corruption we see rather than fight back against the establishment. And that will be the downfall of the country in the end. That will be the fall of America. Rome fell. America will fall because people will be too worried, too consumed, too invested in keeping up the image of righteousness rather than the duty and responsibility of righteousness. I can't tell you how many people, you know, and my kids, my kids can't listen to the F word. Are you fucking dumb? Are you fucking stupid? Number one, your kids are probably already listening to a bunch of people who say a lot worse shit than I'm saying. And number two, it's probably in a context that has nothing to do with strengthening their understanding about American citizenship. And number three, your kids should know that we're in a red alert fucking situation. That's the reality. The reality is your children should know the crisis that we face in this country because it's not going to be very long before they're adults. And what you're training them to, training them to be is the same sort of church sanity 501c3 citizens as you are. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. The thin veneer of civility that the American, the American uh, people have, have upheld while we've lost the country to corruption and wickedness is embarrassing. It's actually embarrassing. You can't hold both views simultaneously. You can't say that you're a Christian and this is a Christian nation, but the Satanists have taken over and they're walking around the streets, uh, you know, uh, mocking Christ, mocking Christianity, 
using the rule of law in the, the, the courts and lawfare and kangaroo court to, to basically say that being a Christian is being a terrorist. And that is what they're saying. And they won't they won't come right out and say it. But it, it's you know, it, it, it's not far off the beaten path of what they are saying. And I told you all, I told you all 10 episodes ago, this is a holy war, but it's not the holy war you think. It's not the holy war that Nikki Haley's have made it out to be. It's not just a holy war between Israel and Palestine or the Muslims and the Christians and the Jews or, or the West and the East. The moon and the, uh, the, the, you know, the crescent and the cross. That's the, that is the cover story they're going to use to systematically try and kill, persecute, prosecute, eliminate people with faith. And as much as I disagree with Islam, as much as I disagree with the, the, the more radical element of, of Islam, what I can say, what I, what I can say with some, with some level of certainty is at least there are people there in the Middle East, there are people there in the Arab world or in the Muslim world that still take their faith seriously. And yeah, they get called radicals and extremists. And yes, the new world order is going to cut them out. They are going to clip them out. It's happening right now. The Iranians are the railhead of, of uh, or the symbol of, of uh, radical faith practice in the world. It's just the way it is. That, that's the reality. And the scary part is we, we didn't get a really good representative, did we? No, because I wouldn't. It, it, it's actually an embarrassment to us, the Americans, the, the Christians in this country, that Iran would rise up to be the, the, the symbol of, of faithfulness, uh, let, so let's say, around the world, of people who still believe in the, in, the, in the religion, in their faith. And they do, and they're willing to die for it. Does that mean that they're not using it? They're not using it manipulatively? No, that, that's not what it means. Does that mean that they're a, a, a does that mean that they're a, a good symbol of of the faith practice of Islam? No, that's not what it means. Does that mean that does that mean that we should uh, or we all have to agree that Islam is uh, you know a legitimate faith? That's not what it means. None of that is true. But what I can say is that there are a group of people there that live in Iran that are willing to say, I'm living and dying by a certain set of values and beliefs, and I'm willing to go all the way. And we've lost that. We've conceded that to the Iranians. We've allowed the Iranians to represent themselves as the, the, the singular threat of, of faith-driven people to the new world order. And now they have to find a way to clip them out, and they're going to use your tax money to do it. If you're not understanding what I'm saying, look at the look at the Jews there in Brooklyn. Look at the footage coming out of the uh, uh, you know coming out of uh, Brooklyn, New York, with Shabbat and and, and the, the Jews that the Orthodox Jews that had built tunnels under under New York City. So they say allegedly. Self governance, those Jews right there in, in 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 Brooklyn, Orthodox Jews, religious Jews built tunnels, underground tunnels. Why? I don't know. I'm, I'm not in the I'm not in the club. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know why they built those tunnels. But I, I would surely assume that it has something to do with them 
wanting to seek some type of, of self-governance or, or them preparing uh, to, to, you know, defend themselves and their tribe against whatever would-be threat that may arise, which is very smart to do, which I have to say I'm a big fan of. Does that mean that I have to agree with everything about Orthodox Judaism or do I have to agree with the political practice of Chabad or, or that does not mean that? And we got to get very clear about, I mean, see, the, the real brainwashing of the establishment is anytime you even venture in to talk about any of these things, the emotion is so, is so uh, the emotion connected to it is so powerful, it's so potent that you can't even have a discussion that makes any sense. I don't have to agree with Islam to know if I see a young Muslim woman being raped that it's wrong. I don't have to agree with Orthodox Judaism to know if I see a young Jewish woman being raped that it's wrong. I don't have to agree with Christianity to know if I see a young Christian woman being raped it's wrong. That's called sacred honor. And the sacred honor actually should supersede your religious and faith practice. To, to a, a large degree. And where we haven't allowed that sacred honor to shine through, we have conceded, we have given justification for the global establishment, the globalist establishment to say, these people don't really believe in goodness and righteousness. These people are, are radicals. These people are, uh, you know, these people are fanatics. They're using our faith against us. I can go right here to this document, the, 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 National, uh, the National Council on Domestic Terrorism, written by Joe Biden in the, the White House administration back in 2021. And right in there, white Christians, they're using your faith against you. And they plan to do it in perpetuity. Now, ultimately, the Iranians are walking themselves into a death trap. Maybe they get out of it. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're on the payroll. Maybe they're getting paid to, to imagine. Maybe the Iranians, since the days of the meetings between uh, Ronald Reagan and the Mujahideen right there in the White House, maybe the security state, the global security state, is actually paying these Islamicists in the Middle East to represent faithful, extremist, religious practice, all as a cover, all as a, as a runaround. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what these people would do. I can see the results, and you should be able to see it too. They're going to keep taking your money. The border is wide open. They're going to spend your money on war. Borders, debt, forever wars. These are the three America first issues. Anybody who's scared to, to dial it in to those three issues is full of shit. They're full of shit. Everything else comes down downstream. Of course, the military is going to have to bend to the LGBTQ woke. Uh, of course, the corporate, of course, uh, you know, Nike and Target and whoever else is going to have to bend to wokeism. Of course. Of course they are. We're living in the United States of the Federal Reserve and the banking cartel that that gives uh, that that provides the working capital has made a decision per the the titans of industry 
like Larry Fink, that this ESG movement is is something that needs to be uh, worldwide. And the way to do it is to is to incentivize behavior, is to to change behavior by force. That's Larry Fink. He said it out of his own mouth. We need to force people to change their behavior through incentive. What he means is we're going to use the money. We're going to use the money. We're going to use the economy. We're going to use the, the way that the system works to force people to bend the knee to our ideology because we believe that where people are weak, whether they say they're Christian, Muslim, Jew, you know, whether they say they're Buddhist or, or uh, you know, whatever you say you are, whatever any of these people say they are, spiritually, where they are weak is where the money gets printed, where the money gets printed, where the money gets allocated, where the money gets handed out and handed down. That's where they're weak, and they're going to use that to call your bluff. I said it before when I said you give up your freedom for security, you deserve neither, you will have neither. It's not just the security. It's not just physical security. It's also financial security. It's also financial security, absolutely. And a lot of you, are, you know, oh, I'm America first, I'm a patriot, I'm the, but you're saying that you don't have time to protest because you got a job. They got you. They, they got you all. You're not getting it. You're not. I mean, let's just get down to the real. Like I said before, I'm just here to, I'm just here to sound the alarm. I'm here to bear the witness. Bear witness, rebuke, and refute. Rebuke and refute. Fuck Mika Brzezinski. Fuck Joe Scarborough. Cuck Joe. Fuck Zygbenu Brzezinski. Kissinger. Uh, MSNBC, Joy Reid, Don Lemon, Fox News. The, fuck them all. And again, fuck you. If you're more concerned with the word fuck, then you are getting fucked over by your elites. You're not one of us. You're not one. It hasn't clicked yet. It hasn't dawned on you, and it's getting so bad now. We're at such a late hour. If it hasn't dawned on you yet, I'm not sure it ever will. I'm not sure what else you, more you need to see. Honestly, what, 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 what more do you need to see? What, what more needs to happen? Somebody t- drop it in the comments. Again, what would need to happen for you to go, motherfuckers, what would they need to do? They throw a bunch of January 6th protesters in the gulags for, for demonstration, really. A, a rowdy demonstration, and that's what it was. Anything, anybody says anything different, I know you've never been involved in protests. You certainly don't understand what took place there during the Civil Rights Movement or with the Black Panthers or anything like that. So uh, you, you're just corny, probably, it, it, or you're a liar. Okay, rowdy protest. They throw a bunch of January 6th protesters in the gulags. Ray Epps, who nobody can answer whether or not he was actually working on behalf of any federal agency. Ray Epps, in the last couple of days, gets a year of probation and a fine. And he's on camera eight times across the January 6th footage saying we're going into the Capitol. Donald Trump gets 91 indictments, 7,000 years of prison hanging over his head, taking him off the ballot. 
Ray Epps says, we're going into the Capitol. Make sure you understand, we have to go in the Capitol. Even moments before the, 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 you know, the barricades were broken, he's seen leaning into somebody, leaning, leaning and saying into somebody's ear something that probably was, we're, we got to get in the Capitol. He gets a pass, and they want you to believe that this guy was just a dummy. Now the, 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 the neocon, neoliberal machine, the MSNBCs are trying to sell the story that Ray Epps was just some idiot who listened to Donald Trump who believe Donald Trump. Now they're going to use their own federal agents and excuse their behavior, their own behavior, their own role in the deal by saying, no, these people are just dumb enough to believe Donald Trump. Ray Epps was a fucking fed. He moved like a fed. His behavior was, was, and if he wasn't a fed, sure as hell could have fooled me. And I know a lot of people feel the same way. And why can't, why can't the intelligence community tell us that this man was not working for a federal agency? Why can't the intelligence community, why can't the, the police state, motherfuckers, conservatives, why can't the police state tell us how many federal agents were in attendance in the crowd on the day in question uh, when, this, when this incident broke out of January 6th? Why can't they tell us? Why can't they answer with a straight face? Well, it's a security issue. It always comes back to the same thing. It's what Edward Snowden said. You know, they make it illegal to find the information you need to prove that there's corruption. And you people are still worried about the word fuck. Well, fucky, fuck, fuck. Tell me what set of circumstances would prove worthy for you to use profanity. None. There are no circumstances. There, there is no, there is no, uh, there is no. There is no situation. And why not this one? See, what people don't understand that's become very clear to me, I've been in the church my entire life. I was born and raised a Catholic. Okay. Every wedding, every wake. Born and raised a Catholic. Spent my whole life in the church. The church has become the outer bastion of New World Order. The Republican Party is an outer bastion of New World Order, and the church has become a bastion of New And not just the Catholic church, although the Catholic church is, is surely uh, in question as well, greatly in question, not even in question, indictable, let's say, in that... In that uh, in that way, in that consideration, yes. But even more so, and I said this to a friend of mine the other day, how do you Protestants get off, how do you Protestants get off thinking that you are, are, are innocent in the whole deal? You know, th this is a part of that churchanity sort of mentality. This is a part of that narcissistic, self-aggrandized Protestant worldview. Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. All I need to do is be saved and give over to Jesus Christ and everything else will take care of itself. The work is done. The battle is won. Well, okay. And you let Satanists take your country. And they have. 
And the majority of this country is Protestant. That's the reality. So you can you can bitch about the Catholic Church. You can talk about Jewish influence. You can you can talk about the rise of Islam and the Muslim Brotherhood. You can say whatever you want. The point the the, the fact still remains. The country belonged to Protestants. The country was a revo- This nation is a revolutionary republic, heavily influenced in its inception through, uh, by by Protestantism. And somewhere along the line. You Protestants sold out. That's the reality. And I'm not saying that the Catholics are innocent either. And I've said before that there are anti-Jews, people who say they're Jewish, but they, they act like anything but. And there are minos too. Muslims in name only. Have no clue. Have no clue what, what it means to be Muslim or peace and love. And it's just perverted. A lot of it perverted. And a lot of Muslims will tell you that. But we got to get down to the nitty. We got to get down to reality now. If we get down to reality, the Satanists are taking your country. And if you can't rebuke and refute and curse the devil, if you can't rebuke and refute and, and curse the demonic, if you can't rebuke and refute and curse the wicked, who, who do you think you, you think you're a Christian? Church. Anity. Church anity is what we practice in this country. And what's crazy about it is the security state is going to call you extremists no matter what. They're going to call you radicals no matter what. They actually call you radicals when I think you're lukewarm. They call a lot of the, 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 their whole scam, their whole narrative, and this is what you don't see. Slowly but surely what they're doing is they're rallying the American people who are increasingly becoming secular and they're setting the bar for what it means to be a radical faith practitioner. And they're setting the bar real low. And all of you are abiding by it. But you're not even that radical to begin with. You're not even extreme. That You're not that extreme to begin with. It's not even radical. I asked her the other day on the podcast, is it radical for me to say that I don't want to have an open border? Is it radical to say we don't want unconstrained amount of debt? Is it radical to say we don't want to be engaged in forever wars? Is it radical to say that we don't want our tax money to go to uh, sinister, crony capitalist plots to kill people all around the world in the name of America? Is that is that radical? Cuck Joe, you cuck motherfucker. Step up to the fucking mic. Step up to the fucking mic and tell me how in good conscience you could could say that it's radical for an American citizen, whether they be black, white, green, yellow, Muslim, Christian, Jew, Buddhist, whatever the case may be, tell me how you can in good conscience say that it's radical not to want our tax money to go to military conflicts that kill people, innocent people, in the name of Americans. How do you get, how do you arrive there? How do you do it with a straight face? How do people watch you do it with a straight face and still tune in? It's red alert time. I'm sick of it. At 32 year old, hey, I think it's red alert. You don't have to fucking agree. That's the beauty about this country. You could think everything's fine and dandy, sure. 
Sure, in a couple of weeks here, we'll be gearing up for the Super Bowl. And all you people can fly to whatever fucking city the Super Bowl's in. And you can go to the Super Bowl parties and a bunch of you black Hollywood bourgeois Negroes will be running back and forth to the Super Bowl parties, getting dressed up and drunk and, and high and fucking each other. And, it, you know, thinking it's, it's one big, you know, merry fucking time. Great. As the country goes up in flames, great. We'll see how many fucking Super Bowls there are when, when the martial law hits. We'll see how many Super Bowls there are the next time a, a, a pandemic breaks out. We'll see how many Super Bowls there are when nuclear war is, is, is on. Then, then we'll see how many Super Bowls there are, Jason Whitlock. Let's see how many football games they play. Let's see how important the latest fucking gossip is about Stephen A. Smith or any one of these other fucking bourgeois Hollywood sellouts. Let's see how much, let's see how important that shit is when they're rounding you up and sending you to FEMA camps. That's a conspiracy. The FEMA camps aren't for, for Americans. Are you people dumb? Are you people dumb? And the, 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 the unfortunate answer is, a lot of you are dumb. Well, let me help you. Let me speak in dumb fucking terms. They are going to strip every right you have as soon as they can take every dollar there is left to take. This is a systematic theft. This is a systematic burglary. This is a systematic piracy. To go back to the earliest days of the podcast, when we told you all, that the crown's globalist business model is drugs, slavery, piracy. The drugs and the slavery, they merge together through social media. You're already a slave to the best drug known to man. Dopamine, you don't got to boot it. You don't got to shoot it. You don't got to heat it up. You don't got to cook it. You don't got to mix it. You don't got to break it down. You don't have to do any of that. It's already in the, in the human psychology. It's already in the mind. It's already, it already exists in your head. Dopamine, serotonin, we got you. We merged slavery and drugs together. Called it viral. Everything's going viral. The piracy is the part that you're not getting. The piracy is the part that's happening right under your fucking nose. It's not even under your nose. It's right up in your face. Give us your fucking money. We're going to take your tax money and we're going to send $178 billion fucking dollars to the Ukraine. Mark Levin, you cuck motherfucker. And I'm supposed to give you a fucking pass because you're, you know, you because you, you're a mealy-mouthed, educated, collegiate asshole who knows the Constitution backwards and forwards. Well, well, talk to us about unconstitutional taxes. Tell us, Mark Levin, how on earth you could possibly promote a forever war with our greatest national enemy from a military standpoint, from a nuclear standpoint, how you could promote a forever war and limit the government. You know, and all the other neocons know who lie through their fucking teeth, that war and the expansion of the military-industrial complex only increases the size of the government. You all know it. The same way the social programs, Marxist Democrats know that the system they say is guilty, the, the government they say is racist, only gets expanded every time you add new social programs. Both of you know it. Uniparty. 
The neocons, they get the military. The neoliberals, they take the medical racket. $2 trillion a year, $2 trillion for Medicare and Medicaid, $2 trillion for the, for the defense uh, contracts, the Department of Defense. There's your $4 trillion uniparty split. $178 billion we sent to the Ukraine. And there was this interesting stat, a couple interesting stats, like we could have ended homelessness five times over with the money we already sent to the Ukraine. Or we could have given every, every homeless veteran, or maybe it was every, is it maybe it was every homeless veteran? Maybe it was every veteran. I'm not quite sure. Something in that ballpark. We could have given each one a million dollars. A million dollars. Maybe it's two million. And and again, I don't think people understand the exponential math here. A million. You don't understand how big a billion dollars is. A million dollars, you stack it up in $100 bills is as tall as a chair, a, a standard table chair. A billion dollars, you stack up in $100 bills, it's as tall as the tallest building on earth. Think in your mind going to sit a table chair next to the tallest building on earth. That's the difference between a million dollars and a billion dollars. A trillion dollars would reach from earth, the surface of earth, all the way to the space station, the United States space station. Exponential math. We've sent $178 billion to the Ukraine, and we got people, our own veterans, our own veterans, veterans that we're going to make more of through this war effort. We got our own veterans that can barely take care of themselves here. And we can't take care of them. We act like we don't have enough money. Remember, it's always your little piece of the pot. It's always your little piece of the pie, piece of the pot, that's too much uh, money. It's your little Social Security check that they need to, that, you know, that, that's taxing the, you know, the economy, the budget, the government. Not $178 billion to the Ukraine. That's just necessary. Not just, you know, not, not a trillion. I told you it was going to be a trillion dollars. And if we don't stop it, let, let Nikki Haley, let Nikki Haley become the president of the United States. Hell, let any Democrat stay in office another, uh, <coughs> another four years. And I, I don't think you guys understand what's going on here with this narrative. Yeah, they could say that they're going to, they're going to slow down the funding to the Ukraine if the war doesn't turn back in the Ukraine's favor, which it never will, they can say that's what the, you know, Joe Biden can say, hey, the funding for the Ukraine is, is coming to a halt. The time where we can continue to fund is coming to a halt. All they're going to do is black, bu- black bag it, black budget it. We're going to be fighting a war with the, we're going to be fighting a proxy war with Russia through the Ukraine for decades to come. If we don't get a significant change in leadership and they all know it and we all know it. The difference is going to be we publicly declared war when we went to Iraq and Afghanistan. So 
everybody was well. I mean, it was on the public record that the money was getting thrown in the fucking toilet in those uh, uh, military endeavors. Same thing today, right up in your face. They're just going to lie to you and say, hey, we're not at war with Russia. We're just supporting the Ukraine. I mean, what? Even that. Even the American people believe in that. It's like you fucking boomers believe in the magic bullet theory. It's almost unbelievable. It makes me start to think some of you people might actually not be real people. Some of you people might actually not be real people. Some of you people might actually be fucking bots, NPCs. I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know. Honest to God, when, when, when I think about the shit people are willing to believe in the country today, I start to ask myself, is there any way these people have, have consciousness? Are these people actually conscious? But you're conscious enough, you're conscious enough to police my fucking language. See, and that I reject, that I won't accept, that I won't be moved by, that I won't allow to dictate the terms of engagement of myself from myself with the establishment. I'm going to keep motherfucking these people. You can listen or not. If you, if you are too, too offended by, by, by my language, by all means, go vote for Nikki Haley. Go vote for Nikki Haley. Look, if, if you're so, if you're so uh, comforted by the way that the establishment, uniparty, puppets and shills talk to you, by all means, vote for them and continue to let them take your fucking money right from under your nose. By all means. By all means, because that's, that's what they're trained to do. That's what they've been doing. That's what they're trained to do. Finish them. Finish them. This is, this is too much. They're only going to continue to try and kill us. We have to finish them. Mealy-mouthed, collegiate assholes. And you went to school. You went to public school. You were, you were trained. You don't even realize that these, these people all talk like your teachers talked. Unless you had the good fortune to have a teacher who, you know, who was memorable, who really said shit the way it was, right? And all of us had a few. Because you can't get everybody. Remember that teacher that everybody loved? Remember that teacher in school? that everybody wanted to, to, to be in their class? Remember what that teacher was like? Were they the teacher that told the line? Were they the teacher that, that went by the book? Were they the teacher that talked like the curriculum told them to talk? Or were they the teacher that, that were, that, that were a, a sort of maverick of the insti uh, educational institutions? Answer that question. We all know the answer. We all know the answer. The best teachers didn't go by the book because the book was created to train you how to hear a mealy-mouthed collegiate asshole and not only start to not only believe them, not only start to think like them, but to start to act like them. Fucking school to, school to prison pipeline. <laughs> school the surf pipeline is what we have 
public schools taught you people how to be serfs. Anytime they call from the school and say, uh, you know, uh, and my kids are, are really good students and, and they don't really get in trouble like that. Uh, they really haven't gotten in trouble at all. But I remember I got a call from the school. My son got in a fight on the playground. And, and number one, the principal said, oh, we, you know, we're going to have a restorative circle. And I said, what the fuck is that? Don't fucking call me talking about restorative circles. Fuck you and your restorative circles. Well, how did the fight start? Why did the fight start? Where's my kid now? He's suspended. Okay, how long? Okay. Come to find out, you know, in that situation, kid came towards my son with his fist balled up on multiple occasions. And my son tried to ignore him on multiple occasions. And on the final time, he got a little too close, and my son just started throwing punches. And the kid damn near hightailed it and ran. He thought that he could bluff his way into some type of uh, image of, 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 a, of a tough guy. But he ran into a kid who was raised the right way. If you feel threatened and somebody comes and their fists are balled up and they're ready to fight, you defend yourself and you be the first one to go. You don't wait for them. And I told the principal, sure, you can suspend him. I'll take him home. That's fine. But I guarantee you this, when he gets back to school and you send and another kid comes and walks up on my son with his fist ball, you don't have to, I don't have to come in here next time to get an explanation of what happened. Just suspend him again. Because I guarantee you that's exactly what he's going to do next time. In fact, if he doesn't do that, that's when I'm going to be upset with him. I'm going to be upset if a kid walks up on him with his fist balled up and he didn't defend himself immediately. You don't see the correlation? You don't see the correlation I'm drawing between the public schools and the police state they want you to accept? Don't defend yourself. Don't be your own first line of defense. Go and tell the teacher. Go and ask the, the fuck am I coming to ask you for? You people can barely keep the school under control now. Quite as is kept. You people can barely keep the school, the school under control as it is. I'm not. I'm not sure what what part you're not getting. These people think that you are weak. They think you're stupid. They think you need the comfort of their elitist expertise. They think you need the comfort of the churchanity version of, of, of Christianity that's been co uh, collaborated on with the security state since the exception of the 501c3 tax exempt status. None of you churches should be taken. <clears throat> None of you churches should be taken tax, tax exempt status. None of them. None of these faith institutions should be taking a 501c3 tax-exempt status. None of them. Not a single one. Render unto Caesar. I mean, it's really taught 
that that was a imagine the imagine the info war it's really taught that render unto caesar was a was a was a parable was a a, a directive that justify taxation any and all taxation really is what it's become now still used today i'm sure it's the way some of you 501c3 cucks have have justified being taxed at 50 fucking percent from a federal government that's going to send 170 billion to the ukraine render unto caesar what you know whatever he wants the info war there is deep you really think that's a parable about personal taxation or was it a cautionary tale to the faith institutions about, about not giving up their sovereignty to the state through a tax deal, through a deal on their taxes? Sold out. We wonder why we have a problem selling out in this country. Look at our faith institutions. You can let the federal government tell them, hey, don't pay, pay your taxes then. The Catholic Church, T.D. Jake, some of these other mega pastors and all of the, pay your fucking taxes. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Pay your taxes. And then maybe when you start to have, maybe, maybe when you have to start paying the exorbitant tax, then maybe the worship and the sermons and the information and the messages that come out of your institution will start to uh, denounce the unlawful and unconstitutional tax that has been waged on our American people by institutions like the Federal Reserve and others as well. Maybe when you, faith institutions, start paying your fucking taxes, then you'll have the courage and the balls to stand up and say, hey, hey wait a minute. These, these taxes are out of control. But of course, you don't have a problem not speaking on political matters because most political matters in America always revert back to taxation and you don't have to pay it. So it don't really affect you, does it? The entire uniparty scam is a scam on the American people through their energy their energy and creativity is being exploited through taxes. And our faith institutions who should have those things in mind when, when shepherding and messaging uh, and, and, and leading people spiritually, they're silent on it. Why? Let's cut a deal. 501c3 tax-exempt status. And you're acting like you don't know what I'm talking about. When I say 501c3 Christians, I couldn't tell you how many people when I was on Fearless, you know, what do you mean 501c3? What, what do you mean? What do I mean? What I mean is why is your, your faith institutions and not paying their fucking taxes and then keeping their mouth shut about the Satanism that's getting up and walking down the fucking streets on, on, on your dime? That's what I'm talking about. Do I need to spell it any more fucking clear than that for you? Why are your Christian faith institutions being held silent, being gagged 
through a 501c3 tax-exempt status deal with the government to not talk about political issues while your tax money is being used to promote Satanism walking through the fucking streets. Should I say it a third time? Oh, the Catholics this, the Catholic, yeah, the Catholic Church, they 501c3 too. Problem. Pay your fucking taxes. Let the institutions start to pay their taxes so they can feel the brunt, the brunt and, and, and weight of this federal government, this Leviathan. Let them start to pay their tax, their, their share. Oh, it's a sweet deal. I mean, think about how sweet the deal is. Your federal government takes 50%, and then you go to church on Sunday, and they still got the collection plate out. <laughs> They're both taxing us twice. This shit is bonkers. You already took a, you already took a tax-exempt status. You already took a tax-exempt status. You already have the, 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 the right to not have to pay. Your, what, do we get a tax break? Do, do, we get a, do, do we get a tax write-off every time we give to the church? Oh, the citizens. Oh, oh, the church. Oh, I, oh, I see. Oh, okay. The church, hasn't, the church hasn't negotiated that their parish members get the same tax-exempt status that they do as an institution. How fucking convenient is that? And you mealy-mouthed, mealy-mouthed 501c3 Assholes want to want to police my language. Fuck you. Fuck you, motherfucker. I couldn't give a flying fuck about your little lukewarm ass opinions. You people are getting the government you deserve and you better make a different choice because right now they're going for it. Oh, Ray Epps, that's just the fucking beginning. In fact, that's the end. We, we might be at the climax here. The American people, writ large, have started to wake up to the scam. Not the people who have been in the church. Not the people who have been in the Republican Party. Not the people who have worked for the government. Not the people who, who are uh, veterans or stalwarts of the academic, uh, uh, the academic community or the academic institutions. Not you all. No, the, the, the working man, the everyday little guy, they all starting to wake up at once. Ooh, they, they see the, 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 the bullshit in the game now because they understand when people like me talk to them straight. So they finally started to, to, to understand the scam and the Hail Mary's on, the desperation's on. We got to go to the flea flicker. That's what the establishment's doing now. They're going to the flea flicker. Oh, the trick plays are going to come out. The, the, the refs are going to be rigging the game. Oh, it's on. It's all the way on. I posted an article on uh, Getter of uh, an organization of, of law enforcement officers led by a couple of black men, per the article, uh, that were going to help the state of Texas with their border issue. 
they were helping the border patrol. They were assisting the border patrol with the border crisis. And I thought to myself, there are some law enforcement officers I could get behind. And it's got nothing to do with them being black. I don't care if you're black, white, green, or yellow. A law enforcement officer that's willing to place their oath to the nation and the citizens higher than their paycheck and their allegiance to the establishment, those are the type of law enforcement officers we need. Those are the type of law enforcement officers we should back. That's the only blue we should back. The blue that has some sacred honor, the blue that just follows orders, regardless of who gives them, are no better than the Nazis. They're no better than the Gestapo. These are the brown coats. Another issue that we have in this country. I mean, the conservative movement has been hijacked by a bunch of cowards. And, and look, at who your, look at who your leaders are. I'm just going to be honest. Look at who they are. No wonder, no wonder there was such a pushback on Steve Bannon. People like Steve Bannon, respectfully. You know, Lou Dobbs even. It wasn't like Lou, you know, Lou Dobbs is a, a, a stalwart of the conservative movement. But it wasn't like Lou Dobbs was, was getting, uh, you know, that Lou Dobbs was being featured as a voice of the, uh, you know, in, in the movement, as the voice in the movement. Although his work on China is probably some of the most important work in, in American history. Because right now we're in a war with China, a culture war. We're in an economic trade war. We're in a biological war. We're in all-out war with China. And they're waging war on us with our own money, your money, once again. <laughs> you pay for it all. Maybe you like that. Maybe, maybe you like to pay to watch your government fuck you. That's why I call it a cuck, an epi, a, a cuck epidemic. We have an epidemic of cuckery. Maybe you like it that way. I don't know. I don't know. Prove me wrong. Prove me well. You don't have to agree with anything. I, you don't have to agree with everything I say. You don't have to agree with anything I say. But prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. You don't like to pay to be fucked by your own government. Prove me wrong. Because all I see are a bunch of American citizens who do not understand the constitutional rights they have in this country granted to them by an authority higher than government, a creator, God, to say no when their political elites have become far, far too corrupt. Ray Epps is just the beginning. The, the list with Epstein, oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And now they're going to point it at Donald Trump by, my, by everything I know. Donald Trump ain't listening to documents. But, I mean, let's be honest. Is it beyond the stretch of our imagination for them to find some witness, some witness that would mention Donald Trump in conjunction with Epstein just to discredit him? Is it, would that shock you at this point? Would shock me. They've indicted the man 91 times. He has 900 years of prison time hanging over his head, and they're trying to take him off the ballot. Is it really, is it really a stretch to think they would doctor up 
Donald Trump's involvement with Epstein? To discredit him? No, of course not. That's a walk in the park. In fact, the whole thing, the timing of the whole thing may be for that sole purpose. I see a lot of DeSantis people out there running that narrative. The mainstream media, see, this is how the, this is how the, this is how the uniparty, neocon, neoliberal mainstream media plays. The MSNBCs, they're going to stay away from that. They, they don't want to go down that rabbit hole. That, that, that's, too, that, that, that's too below the belt for them. That's too uncouth for these, these mealy-mouthed collegiate academic elites. They're going to commission the Ron DeSantis crowd to do it. And why not? Because, I mean, hey, Ron went to Ivy League. He's, a, he's another uh, uh, secret society, uh, you know, Ivy League fraternity cuck motherfucker. And let's just say it. I don't like Ron DeSantis. Do I, do I like some of the things that he did? Yes. Ron DeSantis' mannerisms to me seem completely disingenuous. There's not a genuine bone in his body. At least there's not a genuine bone in his presentation. He's weird. He's we he's strange. If you can't hear or listen to the way Ron DeSantis talks and the way I talk and see the stark difference, probably a 501c3 police state cuck. And that wouldn't shock me. And it doesn't bother me. I, I, when you come to an age where it's, yeah, of course, I mean, yeah, that's the problem with the country. People out there in America would actually believe that Ron DeSantis is a genuine politician rather than a guy because I say the word fuck. But your boy Ron, you know, Secret Society, Knights of Malta, they're at Yale. I don't know. I don't know. Missed the Skull and Bones boat just to fall into the Knights of Malta. But these are Freemasons. These are, these, this is Freemasonry. Conspiracy theories? I, I don't know. Let me, you know, you could call it what you want. How is the how is the Freemason? How are how is Freemasonry a conspiracy theory when you can go find a Freemason lodge in, in anybody's in any of your local communities? I, I don't get it. My great 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 uncle Alfred Aury was a Freemason. He, he I mean. 33rd degree, had his office in the temple here in Minneapolis. What does that say about him? Scary, I admit. Could I have become a Freemason? Yes, 100%, absolutely. Did I want to become a Freemason? No. Thank God the Catholic Church has still held true that being a Freemason is not something that is sanctioned by the Catholic Church. And even that could be a scam because, I mean, let's not act like there aren't some Catholic organizations or super sales or sprinkled all throughout the world that are in league with the Masons. But publicly, you know, the two never shall meet. We're getting played here. We're getting played on a multi multitude of fronts. And we got to get serious now about how, who are our leaders going to be. 
<clears throat> is Donald Trump the be all end all? Of course not. Donald Trump right now has a chance to prove to the American people that he is who he says he is, that he is who they are afraid of him being, that he is the thorn in the side of the establishment that has long since betrayed the American people, the idea of a, a national identity, a border, sovereignty, freedom, the Constitution. He has an opportunity. Promises made, promises kept. He's got that opportunity. But it's only going to last him four years unless he deconstructs the administrative state, unless he deconstructs the RNC, unless he gets in on day one and declares a state of emergency. All of these people saying Donald Trump's threatening to be a dictator. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, on day one, I, the border, state of emergency. Absolutely. Absolutely. Declaring the border a state of emergency on day one is completely reasonable. What has happened with the border up until now under the Biden administration was intentional, and it is treason. It was intentional, and it's treason. Replacement theory, super sales, terrorists, I don't know. I don't know what their plan is with these people coming through the border. Maybe it's just to break the economy. Maybe it's just to overwhelm the health care system. I don't know. I don't know. When you bring 15 million new people into the country in one year and you let a pandemic loose, you think those people aren't going to get sick too? Are, are they going to be immune? Or are they going to be filling up the high? Remember when they said if you didn't have a vaccine card, they weren't going to give you treatment at the hospital. Imagine, imagine them not treating American citizens at the hospital because we don't want to be, we don't want to be medicated with experimental drugs, but they're going to medicate, they're going to care for, they're going to uh, give treatment to illegal immigrants who aren't even American. Huh? And we're not supposed to be offended by that? We're not supposed to care about it. We're xenophobic if we think that's a, that's a crazy, that's, that's not right? Your tax money. You pay your taxes. But with your rights that are, that are guaranteed to you, you're going to be denied medical care? while illegal immigrants who don't even have those constitutional rights are treated? Are you kidding me? That makes us evil? You can only care for so many people. And the real scam is, let's just say, let's just say that there was a way to care for more people, that the caring capacity of our nation is greater than we've been told. It still suggests that there's been a scam run on us, a scam that has to do with the energy, a scam that has to do with the food supply, a scam that has to do with the way that our cities are constructed, a scam that has to do with electricity, again, energy. There's a scam that's been run. What is the scam? Price. When your bread goes up 50 cents, 20%, bread, they, they have the audacity to tell you that the economy is doing fine 
and a loaf of bread is up 20%. You got to be stupid to believe that the economy is doing fine. Always look at the loaf of bread. Always look at the loaf of bread. A loaf of bread is up 20% from last year. 250 from 210. $2.50 from $2.10. A 40% a 40 cents hike. 40 cents on $2 is what? 20%. This has been another episode of Please Call Me Crazy brought to you by Free People Radio, powered by our favorite sponsor, TireGit.com. That's TireGit.com. You have to buy tires from somebody. Everybody has to buy tires. Buy tires from us. Help support the movement. Help fund the movement. We believe in the freedom of movement. That's exactly what the establishment plans to take from you now. I am your host, Royce White, here in the belly of the beast, Minneapolis, Minnesota. This was episode 152. Go to freepeopleradio.com to find out where you can watch and listen to the podcast as well as follow us on social media. Um, You can also visit our store, buy merchandise and other things at freepeopleradio.com or you can go to freepeopleradio.store directly, which will give you full access to our store. RoyceWhite.us. The Senate campaign website. You can go to RoyceWhite.us and make a small donation. We appreciate all the small dollar donations we can get. We're fighting a uphill battle against a well-funded uniparty establishment. So every dollar counts. We appreciate your consideration and anything you can contribute. Um, my show, my show, uh, the Royce White Show will be premiering, will be launching, will be airing on the John Fredericks Radio Network this coming Monday, Martin Luther King Day, um, at 8 p.m. Eastern. So it'll be 7 p.m. Central. So actually, we won't have to move the time of the podcast. You can go listen to the radio show as a, as a what do I want to call it, as a preview, uh, so to speak, to the podcast, which should be fun. Um, we'll be doing the radio show, which airs 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, And then the podcast will continue to premiere at 9 p.m. Central on YouTube and all the other platforms. Um, I don't know what else to say other than that today. I mean, I think that that's it for me. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just appalled. I really I'm appalled that the American people are so soft. We are so soft. And a great source of our softness is the church. The church has softened us. And now we need our resolve to be stronger than ever. And I don't know that we're ready. I don't know that we're conditioned for it. But just think, I mean, again, it's always the, 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 it's always the, the religious that wrap themselves in the security of the state. When the two things are so diametrically opposed. Right. Even even in their culture. I mean, imagine all of you take your 501c3 status. Through the church, not with the church, through the church, you take up 501c3 status in your 
faith institution has become a, a bastion of new world order by gagging themselves voluntarily, not to talk about political issues, while you pay the tax. And you pay the tax to a military that obviously has ambitions to become a police state. But the way that they train the people who you entrust with your safety is diametrically opposed to the culture that you upkeep in your faith institution. Have you ever seen how the Navy SEALs are trained? Have you ever seen how the United States Army is trained? Have you ever seen how the Marines are trained? Have you ever seen how police officers, uh, you know, talk? These are the people you all trust with your security and your freedom, so much so you're willing to trade your freedom to allow them to protect you, but you won't use profanity, and that's exactly how they train. Why do you think they train that way? Why do you think that we train soldiers the way that we do? And why is it such a far stretch from the cultural practice that have become the norm in our faith institutions? Are you not warriors? Are you not warriors of God? Are you not Christian warriors? Are there no warriors of God in the Bible? Are there no warriors of God, uh, you know, in the New Testament? Was it not the apostles that carried swords? Was it not Peter that carried a sword? These are the questions you better ask yourself. And you better ask them to yourself honestly. And your answers better be swift because the war is on, whether you're ready for it or not. And they can come to you and say, Royce is a darling of the far right. He's an extremist. He's an anarchist. He's a, you know, he's an anti-government libertarian. He's a BLM plan. He's a Muslim. He's a Catholic. He's a Jew. He's the understudy of Steve Bannon. He's a crazy MAGA extremist. You know, let him call me whatever you He's a filthy mouth. His mouth is filthy. He's not a Christian. He doesn't know Christ. Let him say whatever they want to say. But what will you say when the time comes that they knock on your door and tell you to come with them? That's the only answer that matters. Your opinion to me is so far from important in that consideration. So far, what matters is what we will do now, what we will do next, what we will do when that moment comes for us, just like Donald Trump, to step up and take a stand for what we know is right. That's what counts. And if I have to sacrifice, you know, your opinion of me, to shake you loose of the fucking brainwashing, that's exactly what I'm willing to do. The fight continues. Don't die a jerk off. And as always, Godspeed.